Hey guys, thanks for listening to Wake Up Williamsburg, the podcast. We're going to be doing a new thing each week where we take the audio from the talk on Sunday night from the living room and we make it available right here in the feed. So we'll still be doing our regular Thursday podcast, but we will also be adding in the talk in case you missed it or in case you want to hear it again. Uh, It'll be right here available for you on Apple, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast. So without further ado... Let's get into our talk from the living room this past Sunday. Hey guys, and welcome back. Um, I'm happy to be sharing with you guys once again. And as you can see, I'm outside. Um, and it's because Arlo's sleeping right now, and I'm afraid to wake him up. Uh, we've been sleep training him, which has been crazy. Um, but that's the only reason why I'm not actually in my living room. Also, I've been super stir crazy lately. I can't believe that we've been, um, in quarantine and, and everything for like over two months now. How are you guys doing? Are you guys still alive? Are you okay? Are you going crazy? Also, I got a new phone, so that's fun, but I lost most of my contacts in the process. So if you have my number saved on your phone, just text me your name so I can save your number. But also, I'm not afraid. Wall drop, if you could just throw my number down here, uh, that'll be awesome. So if you don't have my number, save it and then text me so that I can have your number as well. But guys, really excited to jump into James chapter 2. Coach Brady did an awesome job last week of getting our series started. And you're going to be hearing some birds and things like that in the background as I'm talking. Because um, I feel like I live in like Jurassic Park. I wish I could show you guys, but there's so much woods behind my house, which I love. But anyway, sorry, my ADD is kicking in. Um, James chapter 2 is what we're covering today. I'm really excited to jump in, and there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, and if you haven't read it on your own, I highly encourage you. I can't encourage enough. Like, please read the book of James, it's one of my favorite books. But two main points that I just wanted to pull out for us today. One is this idea of works or deeds. And and then this idea that Brady touched on last week about like no partiality, right? As we think about the Christian life, what it means to be a Christian. um, One thing that James talks about is this idea of works and like the things that you should be doing as a result of your faith. And then the second one is this idea of no partiality, like not showing any favoritism. Um, towards any uh, person or group of people. So let's go number one. All right, James 2.18, he says, uh, Someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. And so James here, he's like championing this idea that faith without works is dead, right? And he actually goes on to say those exact words later, but um, he wants us to not just be hearers, or consumers of faith, uh, but actually doers of faith, right? Brady talked about that last week as well. He really focused that on that on chapter one. Um, James really hits uh, on that this idea of being doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. James knows that like it doesn't matter if you just tell someone that you love them. Um, if your actions don't actually match up with that, right? Like if you tell someone you love them, but your actions show the opposite of that, or like if you tell your parents, yeah, mom, dad, I love you, but you're always disobeying them or like not listening to them. 
Um, or if you tell your boyfriend or girlfriend, hey, I love you, but then you cheat on them or something like that. Like your, your words are not matching up with your actions. And so James is really concerned with like our actions matching up with our words. And so James isn't the only writer in the New Testament who, um, who champions this idea or who believes that, a f that faith needs to work hard. Um, and so like for all of his like teaching on grace and this like theology of salvation being just a gift of faith alone, Paul is actually uh, a really big believer in this idea of faith uh, working hard as well. And so in maybe like Paul's most famous passage on like grace alone, he immediately describes a faith that will actually be a faith that works hard and so ephesians 2 8 to 10 he says for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works pay attention to that not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works uh, which god prepared in advance for us to do so just as clearly as Paul just said that we're not saved by our works, he immediately adds that we are created in Christ to do good works, uh, work that God has already like prepared for us long ago. So salvation is by faith through grace. So it's not like you're not doing good things in your life to prove that you are or to prove that you're worth saving or to like earn your salvation in any way. Um, but Paul, again, is just emphasizing that uh, when you do uh, become a Christian, your faith is something that you need to uh, put into practice, that, that you don't just claim to uh, be a believer or just because you go to church doesn't even make you a Christian, right? If you just go and you sit there, but then you live your life any and it in whichever way that you want. So just think about like when Jesus called the disciples, right? He invites them not just to be students of his, right? When, when uh, people in the Old Testament or not Old Testament, but like back in Bible times when they would say like rabbi, rabbi, and even today, uh, rabbi just means teacher. And so like Jesus was viewed as a rabbi. He was viewed as a teacher. And so when he called his disciples, yes, he was inviting these these people to come alongside him and like learn from him as students. But he didn't just say like, hey, meet me at this church once a week and we're going to do Bible study and then you you can call yourselves my followers. No, right? He invites them into this, this like relationship where they're doing life together. They are um, eating meals together. They're traveling together together they exploring cities and towns together they're even going through hardships together right they're problem solving together and so um that takes a lot of work it, and faith is a relationship that takes a lot of work and so this isn't really a hard concept for us to understand with any other area of our life uh, we all know that like to do well in school you have to do your work and and actually study we know that to get good at a sport or a game you have to put in the time to win over that girl or guy, um, you need to put in the work and even more work um, to keep that relationship going um, strong after you, it's already begun. And so, um, you know, yet sometimes we are okay with just talking about Jesus or talking about faith in the context of like church or in, in our homes with family. Maybe some of us not even that. Um, but James was apparently like dissatisfied with that, right? And he... Uh, he was dissatisfied when people would just like talk the talk, but not actually walk the walk. Um, 
and they had all the feelings but but just no uh action to back it up and so james uh in verse 20 to 22 of chapter 2 he says you foolish man uh do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless this is that like faith without works is dead uh was not our ancestor abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son isaac on the altar you see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Um, and Jesus was the perfect example of this, right? Like wherever Jesus went, he didn't just like preach uh, or, or talk about who he was or what he did, uh, but he actually met people's physical needs as well. So think about like the woman at the well, right? He first offered her a, a physical drink of water and then told her about this like much deeper everlasting fountain um, that she would never be thirsty again. Or, or like when he was preaching to over 5,000 um, men and women and children, um, he actually paused in the middle of it to to because he realized people were getting hungry and he actually did one of his craziest miracles to do what not to like you know um not to just do something spiritual but to actually meet a physical need that they were presenting and um more often than not all of the examples of him like healing uh or like forgiving people's sins and things like that like right before that he would first heal them of whatever physical illness that they were um experiencing um so that's the first big thing but the second big thing and and this is kind of like a touchy one a one that i kind of get emotional about right now um is this idea of of like showing no partiality or favoritism right that james hits on in chapter two so james chapter two uh the second half of it he calls us to show no favoritism or partiality towards anyone um, and this is really just a reminder that uh, we don't get to pick and choose who gets to be saved or who is worth it, right? Who uh, We don't get to assign value to people. We all have the same value. Our faith needs to work, but it needs to work for everyone, right? Like Jesus is for everyone. And, you know, I've been so sad um, over the last few weeks just seeing um, things on the news and I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with a story that broke recently but it, but it actually happened like a few months ago um, of, of that of this guy Ahmoud Arbery right um, who was jogging and then like was gunned down and um, you know it's just things like that just like break my heart and and I understand that we live in a broken world um, in fact like Romans three twenty three, it says that like all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? Like we get it. We did a whole series on brokenness. Like we know that we're personally broken. Our relationships uh, can often be broken um, and things like that. Um, but then Titus 2, 11 also says that, but the grace of God has appeared and offers salvations to all people. And so like while sin levels the playing field, like grace also, mercy also levels the playing field for everyone. And when we get when we pick who gets better treatment, we can end up actually perpetuating cycles of brokenness and oppression in our not just our country but our world. Um, and God is actually calling us to a faith that is better than that, a faith that sees the value and worth in every person, regardless of race, regardless of gender or social status or economic standing. And that takes actions to make sure that everyone is treated with dignity and respect. Right, that everyone is invited to sit at the table, um, that everyone gets to know that Jesus lives and cares about them. 
like that's our mission that is our call that that we get to be the bearers of good news like gospel just means good news we get to go out and tell people hey there's good news for you there's hope for you there's peace for you there's grace and there's mercy available to you and um, I love this section of, of James 2 that just talks about how mercy triumphs over judgment. Like we already know the end from the beginning of the story that, that Jesus wins, right? Like mercy wins, love wins. Um, and uh, that's what can give us like courage uh, to, to go out there and be bold in sharing our faith. And so um, I just think that uh, I would love for us to to really realize that when we see uh, injustice or suffering in the world around us that like maybe we don't always need to question like why is it happening or like why what is God going to do about this right um, so much as we need to realize that like God created us in his image um, to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God in this world. And, and so if we uh, claim to, to have this faith that we have, like we, God is maybe calling you, like when you see things that stir up your heart, like, man, I really wish that someone would do something about this. Like maybe that someone is you, right? Maybe that someone is, is us. And so this week, guys, just um, choose mercy. Choose to put your faith into action this week. Um, think about who around you needs help. Think about who around you needs to know that they're seen and that they're loved and that they're appreciated and that they're known. Uh, who who do you need to maybe apologize to? Um, and and guys, I just prayed. Um, I just pray that this week you would take uh, a time to take stock of of just how much you are loved. Um, because when you know that that God loves you so much and pursues you so much and forgives you and cares about you, when you as you think about all of these things, um, I know that your week is going to be different. I know that um, you're going to be much more able to show love to other people um, as you reflect and know that you yourself are loved and cared about. We love you. We care about you. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.